I'm Lucy Barkas, and this is the Leader X Podcast. Hey there, everyone. It's Lucy Barkas, and I'm back for another Reflections episode. And this time, I'm reflecting on how to hold a brilliant meeting. Um, It was inspired from my conversation with Katerina Costula, who is uh, the author of the the book, How to Hold Meetings. Now, one thing that comes up time and time again with my friends, you know, my colleagues, everybody really, is that they hate endless meetings. And it was really interesting to hear that 35% of middle managers' time is actually spent in meetings. And when you get to the senior management, that looks like 50% of your time is spent in meetings. Now, that's not an issue, actually, if the meetings are productive, they're engaging, they're they're pushing the agenda forward, you're making decisions, you're getting into action. But if most of your meetings are boring, they're dull, they're just chaotic, they're pointless, then you've got to think, is there a better way of doing this? What I also found interesting was four hours per week of the average person is spent actually preparing for meetings. So you take away that 50% and then you've got another four hours on top of that actually preparing for the meeting that you're going into. So if meetings are generally unproductive, we've got to have a better way of doing it. And I just want to reflect on some of those key points and takeaways from my own experience and from my conversation with Katerina. Now, The other stat that I just want to pop in there is a new phenomenon that's happened since we've all started using Zoom and Teams to to do the the meetings. And that's that 92% of people actually admit to multitasking. So, yeah, they're there on the meeting, but they're responding to emails or, you know, they've got their camera turned off so that they can play on their phone or doodle or just do some complete different work. So the first thing I just want to remind you of is if you have been invited to a meeting, you're there for a purpose. You're there to contribute or to make a decision or to add your expertise or your opinion. So yeah, get that into your mind. Yes, you might not want to go to the meeting, but you're there for a reason. But that then comes down to the leader. The leader's role is so important when setting meetings. And I want you to think about this as the leader, as you're setting your meetings. Firstly, What's, what's the purpose of the meeting? Why are you doing it? Now, Katerina shares the four Ds and she said that a meeting really should only be about a decision, something to do, a discussion about something or to delegate something. And if you're not doing that, any of those four things, then is it really a meeting? Could it be an email? Could it be a memo? Could it be a text? And the other thing that I want you to bear in mind is how many people are actually attending the meeting. Now, if it's a town hall meeting where you're just imparting information, yes, you can have big groups. But more than 12 people in a room or on a call just makes conversations really, really messy. Um, In the the Zoom world, you'll be interrupting each other and then, you know, you get that awkwardness of, no, you go first, no, you go first. Um, Or you raise your hand and then nobody notices you. So the conversation goes on and then you have you've missed your point. So there's definitely something there about the the meeting facilitation in Zoom or on Teams. But even in the, the real world where you can get everybody around the table, More than 12 people means that the conversations just don't flow. 
So what I always suggest with, you know, a session where it's more than 12 people, either create some breakout rooms, breakout tables, and get people on those smaller groups to have in-depth conversations, do some brainstorming, work through problems, and then report back to the main group, um, the themes of your discussions or the key findings. But if you can, keep it to 12 or under, and you'll find them far more productive. And then when you are leading your meeting, just understand what's your role. Okay, yes, you need to set the agenda and maybe send out some um, prep work that needs to be done beforehand and, you know, do the organisation bit. But when you're physically there, you know, live, in person, holding that meeting, are you there to influence? Are you there to make a decision about something? Do you want to just direct people and tell people what's going on? Or are you trying to generate discussions and get people to really own and buy in and, and you know, maybe have some positive conflict around a topic or a situation? So really try and figure out how do I need to be in this meeting? What can I do to create this psychological safety in this space so that we can get people's best work, best thinking, best selves out of the meeting? So then once you've got clear on why you're having the meeting in the first place, what the outcome is, what you're trying to do, um, have you then decided on who really needs to be there? And I mean that in the sense of, you know, being really clear about what input do you need? Are you just inviting somebody just because they work in a department? Um, or do they genuinely have something to say? Because again, it's about reminding people that if they've been invited to the meeting, then they have a part to play in that meeting. So kind of setting those ground rules, really. And then who is going to be the lead? Who's going to be the facilitator? Who's going to be the note taker? Um, so what is the role and the responsibilities of all the people around that table? And then when you're deciding on, you know, the format of your meeting, I really want you to take some care about thinking about the environment. Now, of course, you know, in Zoom or Teams, the, the environment is an online one. But even then, you can start thinking about well, what do I need to do to engage and make it the best meeting? Can you use online surveys? Can you use interactive chat boxes, uh, the whiteboards? Are you going to be sharing slides? How are you going to use the breakout rooms to generate better discussions? So there's so many different tools and activities that you can use within Zoom to make it a less boring and more organised and structured meeting. You really do have to work harder at this stuff and plan it in advance. But even when you're out there in the real world, think about the environment. I can't tell you how many times I've turned up at um, uh, a client's boardroom to do some workshops or facilitation. And people naturally hone in to sit by their buddies or sit in the same seats that they always sit in when they have their, their big board meetings. People are creatures of habit. But when you get stuck in the same environment, looking at the same view, talking to the same people, you get the same perspectives. So what I often do is I either remove the tables completely and put everyone in a horseshoe or I purposely mix people up and tell them that they're not allowed to sit in the same seat that they sat in last time um, because it really does just change the energy, changes the geography. Don't forget to subscribe. Catch up with previous episodes like Tara Halliday, who talks about imposter syndrome, and Matty Hemi coming up next week, who talks about leading innovation. So, yeah, hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and never miss out on another episode again.
if you can, move rooms. If you've got the space outside and the weather's okay, take the meeting outside. Go for walking meetings so that you're shoulder to shoulder with people. Um, if you're doing one-to-ones, does it have to be in your office? Can you remove the physical barrier and the, the power imbalance that comes with that? Um, you know, back in the day when I was doing lots of one-to-ones, I used to just take them to the pub. We'd get a nice booth, we'd have some lunch and we'd just have a conversation. And those options are still available to you. So as long as you've got somewhere safe, secure, private, just think about where else can you get the best out of your people by creating the right environment. Use your geography, use your space, use interactive activities and group discussions. Um, And yeah, plan ahead. So the other things that I wanted to, to cover really was your own best practice. So just because you've booked an hour in the diary or three hours doesn't mean to say you need to fill it. So where possible, keep your topic short. Um, don't try and cover too much in one session. Um, but also, if a topic comes up that needs more depth, don't rush it just because you've got another agenda item. Perhaps you need to park it or pick up the other items at a later date and make sure you do that. But we don't want any of those elephants in the room not discussed just because you're short on time. They need to be had. They need to be had in the right environment. So yeah, keep it short as necessary. Don't overburden the agenda with too many topics. Um, And don't just do round robins where everybody just gives their own updates. We want conversations, we want interaction. You also need to keep people accountable. So like I said, if they have been invited to the meeting, then be really clear about how you want them to behave. Why have you invited them? What's their role in the meeting? Ensure that you arrive on time and they arrive on time and ask them to be prepared. So if they've got an agenda or any pre-work that they need to do, any notes that they need to read, make sure that they're provided and they're circulated and you're really clear on what needs to be done before the meeting. And then if any actions were taken from a previous meeting, just quickly go around and check, have they been done? Hold people accountable for doing what they said they would do. Now, the other things that I would ask you to think about is your focus. If we all admit to multitasking, think about how you can show up and what what you need to do before the meeting to make sure that you're totally focused in that session. So be prepared, be on time, really good tick boxes, but also remove those distractions. So make sure that potentially you've got some buffer time for five or 10 minutes before the meeting so you can collect your thoughts and get in the right headspace. We all know what it's like just to go bump to bump with with meetings. You don't have time to process and reflect and clean your head before you go into the other one. So you take all the energy from the last meeting into the new one. Take away those distractions like, you know, put away laptops. Make sure people turn off their emails um, if they're doing it remotely. Turn off their phones, put them on silent. Um, you know, if people need to take breaks to check urgent things, that's absolutely fine. But during the session, to keep it short, concise and focused, make sure that you are demonstrating those best practices. And I want you to really respect other people's airtime. So if you find that you are doing all of the talking um, or other people are dominating the conversations, think about how you can lead that meeting so 
you know, you, you can part people or you can point to people and ask them to contribute. So don't interrupt people, but equally don't hog the limelight, but don't remain silent either. It's a real skill to, to create these engaging meetings. And one of the biggest bugbears that people have is where meetings go off topic. Now, sometimes they need to because, you know, there's there's grudges, there's past issues, there's conflict that is uh, holding you back. And, and you might need to resolve that before you, you get to the really heart of the problem. However, it's when topics just go off topic with no particular relevance. Um, you've lost half the people in the room. You might know what you're talking about, but the other people don't. So really be clear on what is the outcome that you want, what are the key objectives, what's the environment that you need and how to, to engage people and keep people focused. So there are my quick top tips. Um, I really recommend getting um, Katerina's book when it comes out in April. Um, and just be conscious when you're leading a meeting about how you show up and how you can improve. So that's my reflections for, for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it and go and have some amazing meetings. 